Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. Salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The Fulfillment of the Law Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear from the law, excuse me, heaven, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak. And may we as your people have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Has anybody ever called you a name? Has anybody ever called you a name? Now let, let's stop right there. Did you go to the negative connotation? Or did you go to the positive connotation? How many of you went to the negative connotation when I said, has anybody ever called you a name? Right? Most of us dwell on the negative things that are said in our lives. Did you know that? Somebody can tell us we're beautiful 15 times and one person critiques that your tie's crooked or your dress isn't even or your slip's showing and you live with that forever. Am I right? It's called the human condition because we're seeking an approval somewhere we're not supposed to seek approval, right? How many times has somebody told you you were good? Can you count that? Do you remember all those times that somebody spoke a word of encouragement into your life, a word that lifted you up, or do you just dwell on that one complaint? I had a lady who worked for me, and we served a church that had 750 members. And there was one lady in the church every week. 
she would come through my secretary's office and say something negative every week. And my secretary for a long time grabbed it, blew it out of proportion, and was worried about making that person happen, happy. And I said to her, that's one among the 750. How many people have passed through your office and said that Sunday was a beautiful experience or they love the ministry we're doing here or they love the ministry we're doing there? Oh, lots. They come through every day. Why do you hang on to the one? Because we as human beings seek our approval from one another. And what we have to understand is when Jesus is preaching his sermon on the mount, he's not preaching to the scribes and the Pharisees or, or the priests and the teachers. He's preaching to ordinary folk like me and you, the working force. They're sitting on the hillside listening to Jesus preach. And he's talked about how blessed they are as he's admitted to their trials in life. He has just said what we call the Beatitudes. He has said how blessed they are. And then he goes and we often misinterpret this part of the text. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And we take those as commandments. Like go and be the salt of the earth. Go and be the light of the world. If you set your religiosity high enough, you can be salt. Or if you, if you do everything you're supposed to do and keep all the commandments, you can be light. Isn't that what we do all the time? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's an achievement. Jesus didn't say that. He didn't say that at all. He wasn't commanding us to be salt. He wasn't commanding us to be light. He was telling us we are salt and we are light. That when God created each one of us uniquely as we are, uniquely, and believe me, I look across the crowd and we are unique. And the more I get to know you, we are unique. And the more you get to know me, we are unique. And God made us that way on purpose. But what God made us was salt. And God made us light. God didn't tell us to try to attain to be salt. God didn't tell us to try and try to be the brightest light in the room. What Jesus is saying, you need to understand who you are. That God has favor with you. You are salt and light. Now, why he used those things is a different thing. But we don't need to take it as a commandment. We need to take it that God is commending us. That Jesus is commending us to live into who it is God has created us to be. Did you hear me? To live into who it is God has created us to be. Now, some of us, we pretty. And some of us, we strong. Some of us, we're not so pretty. And some of us, we're not so strong. But God created us that way. Whatever you want to use, what words you want to use to describe yourself, God created you beautiful, uniquely like you are, so that you can be salt and light in your world. There are worlds I can't reach. There are people I can talk to that can't hear. They can't hear what I have to say because somehow they've blocked out that priestly role in their life because, you know, we're just too good because we're pastors. Tongue in cheek. 
I mean, if you know me, you know that's not true. We're humans. But some people seem to put a, put a minister on a, a pedestal and, and they can't be real around them. So they can't hear what's said. But for you to come into their life, for you to live into who you are and who God's created you to be, you have an opportunity to be that salt. Do you know what salt's used for? Every table you sit at these days has what? Salt and pepper shakers, right? My grandmother had walls of salt and pepper shakers. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, whatever you wanted, she had it. Horses, dogs, I mean, it was the coolest collection of salt and pepper shakers. And we didn't sit down at a family meal that we didn't have some kind of unique salt and pepper shaker on the table. You go into a restaurant and what's on the table? Salt and pepper. And we use it for what purpose? To flavor. To flavor that which we are about to indulge in. Yes, I love to eat, so we're going to indulge in it. And we use it at our own will. Some of us, we don't add anything. If it's used, that's great. If it's used in preparing a meal, that's great. If it's not, we don't add any salt at all. But then some of us, we like a lot of salt. And we put salt on everything. In fact, some of us may even put salt in our coffee. I don't know. But we use it to flavor. Think about that. If you're salt and God wants you to live in the world to flavor the world, then why can't you be who you are? Who cares what your brother or sister says about you? Who cares what that jealous person said about you so they could feel better about themselves? Does it matter? It really doesn't matter. What matters is, and I say it week after week after week, you were made by God. And you were made by God for a purpose. And that purpose is to be salt. To flavor someone's life. To flavor your life by living in an intimate relationship with God first. That's what Jesus was saying to the crowd on the hill that day. Your relationship with God is priority in your life. If you're going to be who it is you are, you have to place God in your life. And you can't worry about what people are saying about you. You can't worry about what people are saying about you behind your back. Any of you have friends like that? They talk to your face and they stab to your back. The minute you're gone, they talk about you out of the room. And you go home and what do you do? You worry about what somebody might have said about you. When you know all the time, Jesus commends you in being salt. You're bold enough to be flavor to the world. You're bold enough to move in a situation where you can reveal the presence of God strictly by who you are. Strictly by loving people in your own unique way, you are salt. Salt salt flavors. Salt also preserves. Did you know that? Salt preserves things. You can pack it in salt and it will last longer. You you can make things last longer by using salt to preserve them. In In the food industry, they use salt a lot to keep things from turning brown. And they keep them green and fresh like apples when they're cut. You can use salt 
and it'll keep them um, pretty instead of turning brown like they do. You can preserve the love of God in people's life if you're willing to be who you're commended to be. Not commanded, but commended to be. Salt can preserve that. You can, you can take a relationship and work with somebody, somebody new maybe in your life, and you're trying to flavor their life with God's love. You can preserve that relationship by continuing to be salt in their life. And you can love them. And you can model for them what it means to be a Christian and what it means to be created by God without ever speaking the word of God. Because if we look at the people around us who we surround ourselves in our lives... I'll bet we can figure out who's salt and who's not. Any of you have salt in your life? People you can look at and you say, that's salt. And then there's lots of sugar, right? Tastes sweet, but it's not good for you. Right? We have that in our lives. And we have to be important to reminded to surround ourselves and be that salt in people's life and love others so that we can flavor their life and we can help preserve the love of God in this world. And then salt also does this, it cleanses. Did you know you can mix salt with vinegar and you can clean brass with it? You can clean copper with it and it'll take all that green stuff, but you got to use some salt. How, How much does someone receive if you're salt in their life that you can model for them what it means to get on the right path with God? If you're that salt, if, if, if you live into being and accepting who it is you are, who God's commended you to be, created you from your mother's womb so that you could be salt in someone else's life. You might be that person that helps someone else get their life straight. You might be that person who doesn't think they're loved by anybody because they have too much sugar. People are nice to them, but they say bad things about them. They're not healthy for them in their life. And you might be that person who's real with them, who can just be present in their life and say, I love you by what you do for them. You can say God loves you by what you do for them. You don't have to preach to them. You don't have to teach to them. You just have to be in their life for them as salt. Jesus wants us to be salt and accept that role of being salt. And in being salt, not only do we get to be salt, we get to be light. Think about that. One of the greatest fear of children, what is it? The dark. Because what happens in the dark? I was told all my life, the boogeyman will get you if you get out of bed. Right? I always wondered where the boogeyman lived. But I was told all my life growing up, the boogeyman will get you if you get out of your bed. It's because my mom and dad didn't want me to get out of my bed. And we live in fear. We live in fear of the dark. But maybe we live in fear of being the light. Because sometimes when you're asked to shine, we step back. See, when Jesus asks us to be the light, what he asks us to do is to be that ray that comes through the door. Have you ever been in a dark room and there's a light outside and you open the shutters or you open the door and the light starts to come in the room? Someday do that real slow and you can watch the light fill the room. That's what Jesus means. 
Jesus wants us to walk in the world being who it is, who we're created to be, understanding that we've been commended to be that, that, that solid salt in the world. And that if we're going to be that salt in the world, that our light will shine in places we've never dreamed it would shine. But we have to be willing to do that. Some of us, when we're asked to be light or to be in the light, we step back. We step back because exactly what Marianne said before she sang is the fear of being judged by those who love us. How many of us are afraid to mention the love of God in a conversation in our social circles? Because we're afraid to be the light. We're afraid the boogeyman will get us. Because we're afraid to step out there because somebody might accuse us of being in love with Jesus. Someone might say, you're a goody two-shoes. You're a Bible thumper. Right? Oh, you're one of those hypocritical Christians. Well, if you knew Christians, you would know we're not hypocritical. We all admit we're not perfect. And it's the worst rap people say. People who are afraid of being loved by God, they want to say Christians are hypocritical. Because they don't understand what it means to be a person of God. We are formed in God's image. But we are human and our human condition does not allow us to live in perfection. But we live in relationship with God. And by living in relationship with God, we understand that we are salt. And we understand that we are light. And there are things for us to do in our lives. And there are places that we can shine. How many of us have lights all through our house and around our houses so that it's not too dark? We don't like the dark, but yet we're afraid to be light. We have to understand that wherever we step, whatever we do, whatever God chooses to lead us into and offers us opportunities, that God is with us. To be salt and light, we have to believe in God. We have to believe in God. How many of us really believe that God goes with us every day, every minute of our life? The Holy Spirit is present with us in all that we do. It's the only way the light's going to shine. It's the only way you can accept your saltiness. is to believe in God. And if we believe in God, then we have to live. As if we believe in God. We have to live as if we believe in God. Now what does that look like? You know you. You know where you go. You know what you do. You know what you say. You know what you think. Does that reflect godliness? Do you walk into situations, whether it be work or social circles, and be willing to love people where they're at? There's nothing in the world that I, I can stand is for someone to judge me. I'm going to tell you a funny instance that happened this week. One of my goals when I went into ministry was to just be Barry. To always be Barry, the one God created. And that's boots and jeans and a little flavor sometimes in my language. And I'm funny and... I wasn't going to change who I was because I know that those are things God uses so that I can relate to people. But the other day I was in a suit and a tie and I had a Bible. 
And I was going to meet some friends to do something, so I, got, I was with somebody else, and they dropped me off at a Dairy Queen in a little town south of here. And I walked in the Dairy Queen in a black suit and a white shirt and a red tie carrying a Bible. There was no one else dressed like me in that place. And I'm going to guess if you could poll the 15 people who were in there, and you said to them, what does that man do for a living? Hello? I mean, it would have been an easy $1,000 if you'd have bet them. And they would have grabbed it. And I sat there at the table, and I didn't order a drink. I didn't eat any food because I was going out on a date later. And I, and I just sat there, and you know what I did? I opened my Bible and started reading my Bible. And while I was doing that, I thought, Lord, if you ever looked like a preacher, you look like one now. Exactly opposite of what I feel like God's called me to be. Living beyond who it was, but shining the light in a way I never really ever wanted to shine the light. Because people think bad when they see that. Did you know that? There's that hypocritical preacher man. Because they might have seen me dance once, right? Or whatever judgment they want to pass on me. And we're afraid to live in being the salt and the light because when we walk into social circles. Ugh. I mean, unless you got your tie and your suit on and your Bible in hand. We're afraid of what somebody might say. We're afraid of what somebody might think. They, somebody might remember on Sunday morning what we did on Friday night. We have to believe in God. And we have, a life to, we have a life to live that is of God. That does not mean we take the color out of our life. God wants us to be who we are. Because in being who we are, someone else will relate to us. I've had a lot more meaningful conversations outside the church building than ever inside the church building. I have much deeper relationships with people outside the church building than inside the church building. But it's in the church that we find God and we hear the words of Jesus saying to us, you are salt, you are light. Go into the world and stay fresh with your saltiness and shine your light because there's a God who's got your back. There's a God who understands your human condition of fear, but a God who will step up that when God asks you to talk, you will talk. When God asks you to listen, you will listen. When God asks you to walk along somebody you don't understand, God will be right there so that you can understand. Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill the law. And if you'll read the law, and you'll understand what the law is instead of what we've made it. We, the people, our human condition has taken the law and we've torn it up and we've judged it and we've made it a checklist to see who can be the most righteous. And Jesus says, I didn't come to abolish that. I came to fulfill that. Because if you'll read the law with the Spirit of God and you'll understand what the, the law's saying, the law says this in one big summation. It says this. If you live according to these words, you will understand and see what a picture of love relationship with God is like. That's all it says. You'll be holy. 
You'll be filled with holiness. You'll be righteous. And some of us use that uh, term. We hear that term and we just back up immediately. We don't want to be righteous. Well, God called you salt and called you light. You're righteous. Because you know what righteousness means? It means you're in right with God. That's all it means. It means that you live right with God, that you put God first in your life. You're still going to be the bonehead human being that you are. But God's going to be with you in that. God's going to teach you the error of your ways. God's going to allow you to move in people's lives and affect people's lives and love people as God loves them. Not judgmental, but as beautiful creations of God. You're going to be able to meet them right where they are on their worst day or on their best day. You're going to be able to be with them as a human being a righteous human being that knows that it is God who works through you and God who works with you and God who works around you so that all of you can be joined together in love. That's what it means to fulfill the law. Jesus came and fulfilled the law. He showed us a picture of what love means. He walked with his disciples every day. How many of you know men? I mean the character of men. Every woman in here is smirking right now. Right? Because sometimes we're just boys. 57-year-old boy, my wife calls me. And I own it. Can you imagine? It's not in the text anywhere, but I wish it was. Can you imagine what it was behind closed doors of Jesus and the 12 guys? Don't tell me they didn't have fun. Don't tell me that they didn't prank each other. Don't tell me that they didn't have a good time. But Jesus met them right where they were. Boys, trying to be men, living in relationship with the Messiah who walked on the earth and showed them what love was and said to them, you are salt and you are light. And the gospel is yours to share. The law is fulfilled and you see it fulfilled before your very eyes. Go out and be salty. Go out and put your light on a hill and walk into every situation knowing that God is with you. Because God has a recipe for righteousness. And that recipe for righteousness includes you. You are one of the most important ingredients for this world to ever become righteous. Is to own who you are. To live as salt. To live as light. And to love others as you have been loved by God. Amen and amen.